Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Today, we're going to talk about Connecticut and how Connecticut taxes retirees. It'll be interesting to see because don't forget, it wasn't that long ago where Connecticut had no state income tax. And to you folks in Washington and Tennessee and Texas, South Dakota, uh, there's one other one I've drawn a blank on, New Hampshire. And I think there's even a six, Alaska, I can't remember off the top of my head. But you folks who are going to consider falling for this, the idea that we can just get a small income tax in and it won't affect the vast majority of your populations. Connecticut should be the reminder of how things can change. And don't forget, the state of Washington, not that long ago, by Bill Gates Sr., proposed and they had a, a ballot initiative to tax wealthy people, and it failed. And that's good because it's what starts off as wealthy never ends up as wealthy, my friends. And Connecticut is going to give us an example of that. Now, with that said, what is Connecticut and its overall tax situation for retirees? I have no clue. So let's find out. So the first thing we do is go to our Kiplingers. And I'm going to close out this guy. And we're going to move from the, uh, the state of California. And we're going to go all the way across the country to that tiny little New England region, the southern New England of Connecticut. Let's click on Connecticut uh, for Kiplingers and see what they tell us about uh, the nutmeg state, if I'm not mistaken. is Or the constant, what's a nutmeg state? I thought the nutmeg state. It was Connecticut, but they're saying the Kiplinger's here, the Constitution State. So uh, the Constitution State, actually, let me just go back and see on the visual here. I think I did not. Uh, yeah, okay. So here's, yeah, least, okay, right there. Um, and so most tax friendly is a green, least tax friendly is a dark blue, and there's Connecticut sitting smack dab and the least tax friendly. So isn't that interesting? We did Colorado yesterday, and that's mixed. We did California the day before. It was mixed as well. Um, all right, so let's take a look. Let's go to Connecticut and see what they tell us here at Kiplinger's. And again, we're going to go to Kiplinger's. Then we're going to go to Tax Foundation. Then we're going to go to Asset.com to give you a the, actually the model of what a retiree would pay in taxes. All right, uh, so Connecticut, uh, which is one of Kiplinger's top 10 least tax-friendly states for retirees, Constitution state is a tax nightmare for many retirees. Wow. A tax nightmare. Uh, they're not holding back here at Kiplinger's. That's interesting. As real estate taxes are some of the highest in the nation. Remember, I've all, my preference is to have, if you have to have one or the other, much rather have lower property taxes and higher income taxes. Ideally, you have low on both. But if you have to have one or the other, get your property taxes low, even if that means your income tax is higher. Um, and there's and relief seniors can get from uh, the taxes are modest. That's not good, though. Connecticut does not tax military pensions, has no exemption or tax credits for other type of pensions or retirement income, and it taxes a portion of Social Security above certain income thresholds. Uh, state sales tax on most items is six point three percent, but localities are not allowed to add to that. Well, that's good. Uh, jewelry. Jewelry valued at more than five thousand, and clothing, footwear, and accessories priced at more than a thousand are taxed at seven point seven five percent. So, if you're going to buy a, a fancy suit that's more than a thousand bucks, you'd probably be advised not to buy it in Connecticut. Go over to uh, New Hampshire. I don't know what New York is. We'll look at that here in just a second, but maybe Massachusetts. 
Uh, the income tax, low, 3% on up to $20,000 of taxable, taxable income now for MFG, married filing joint, MFJ, married filing jointly, and, uh, 10, and up to 10000 for single. So remember, that's taxable income. So if you have $50,000 and you're married filing jointly, you're going to have taxable income of, uh, see, so you take my trusty calculator, we take 50000 and if you're over 26, 20, uh, 65 years old, you're going to have taxable income of 23,400. All right. So, you know, you're going to pay, you're going to be in a very, very low tax bracket there, but still 3% relative to some of these other states is pretty high. Uh, the highest 7%, 6.99, if you're making over a million for marriage filing jointly and 500,000 for those individually. Uh, effective income tax rate is about 3% for individuals and 5% joint. All right. So just, I mean, again, I mean, if you're making 20,000 taxable income, just in your mind, that means about $45,000 roughly if you're married filing jointly of gross income before you get hit with that tax in Connecticut. So just kind of keep that in mind because it's easy to say, oh, 3%, that's taxable income. Huge tax, the difference between taxable income and gross income. Uh, Social Security is exempt for individual taxpayers with uh, AGI. Again, this is AGI now, as so I'll get in that in a second, of less than 50,000 and married filing jointly of AGI of 60,000 or less. So remember, AGI is before your standard deductions, all right? So this is a big difference. This is taxable income after standard deductions. This is AGI before standard deductions. So if you're married filing jointly and you're over 65, your standard deduction is 26,600. So you'd add 26,600 to this right here before you have to pay 3% taxes on your uh, income in Connecticut. Here though, because it's before standard deductions, if your gross income is 50,000 or more, um, you'll be paying, or 60,000 more if you're married filing jointly, you will be paying taxes on your social security benefits. And again, the uh, railroad benefits are tax exempt. And I'm actually surprised that military pensions are excluded from state income tax. That's, uh, you know, Connecticut, uh, I don't even know if there's any military bases there. So that's, that's good. Uh, kudos to them for sure. IRAs, tax at ordinary income rates, just like the feds, 401ks, private pensions, all that. So all the pensions, IRAs, 401ks are all taxes, OI, ordinary income. Uh, public pensions, all out-of-state government and federal civil service pensions are fully taxed. Um, it doesn't say if state government pensions, it just says out of state are fully taxed. So my presumption is in-state pensions will be tax-free, but we'll have to see about that. Some of the other websites we're going to look at discusses that. The median property tax on Connecticut's home, median home value, uh, the median home value is 270. It's 5,327 bucks, which is, we take our trusty calculator, divide by 270. That's a uh, two percent uh, the uh, uh, property tax rate. That's that ain't low, my friends. That's not low. Ooh, tax break for seniors. Connecticut offers property tax credits to homeowners who are at least sixty-five and meet income restrictions. And here we go. Income ceilings are forty-two thousand for married couples and thirty-four thousand for singles. And again, is that gross income or is that uh, AGI or is that taxable? It doesn't say. Uh, renters under those income ceilings may qualify for a rebate and municipalities may provide additional tax relief. So not much in terms of tax relief there. And it says a property tax credit doesn't really say what the credit is. So that's uh, that leaves a lot to be desired. Sales tax is due at purchase, a 6.35% for vehicles under 50,000 bucks, 7.75% for those over 50,000 bucks. 
In addition, vehicles are subject to a stiff annual levy, whether or not to register for use. The rates are set by individual municipalities and legislation implemented in 2016 lowered the cap on these levies. However, whoa, the owner of a $20,000 vehicle who lived in Hartford would pay $13.66 annually. Man, is that, I mean, that's annual. That's, you know, so that's on top of the sales tax. So we got thirteen sixty six divided into twenty thousand bucks. That's six point eight percent, and that's on top of the sales tax. Whoa! So I, I mean, that's geez. Connecticut imposes an estate tax on the transfer of estates valued at two million or more at a progressive rate starting at seven point two percent. The rate rises to a maximum of twelve percent for an estate valued over ten million. There's no inheritance tax. Connecticut is the only state with a gift tax, which applies to real and tangible property in Connecticut um, and intangible personal property anywhere for permanent residents. Only the amount given after 2005 and over 2 million is taxed though, thank goodness, um, is taxed at starting at 7.2% of the excess and rising to 704, man, I mean, just, it's, geez, man. It has a gift tax. It has an estate tax. It has significant sales taxes, vehicle taxes. It has property taxes that I just boggles the mind. All right, so let's now go to uh, and so again, when you're looking at these retirement tax by tax situations, you can't just look at income tax. I mean, folks, look, look, it just boggles the mind. Look at that, an estate value over two million bucks. And I get that people say two million bucks, folks. If you got life insurance of any significance. That's going to have you in a state over two million bucks. Life insurance, your home in a four hundred one k. Not hard to get a state over two million bucks if you're living in Connecticut. Because uh, remember, you might not be able to take ownership of that life insurance because you're still alive, not dead. But your state will when you die. That boggles the mind. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go to see what yeah what they say about the uh, the great state of Connecticut here, um, man. And then there's a gift tax too. And I, I just kind of glossed over this because it was making my head spin. All right. So again, uh, whoa, top individual income tax rate, 6.99. The individual income tax per capita is 22.79. Um, that's ranked the second highest in the nation. State and local tax burden, 12.6%. That's the second highest in the nation. Tax Freedom Day is May 21st, which ranks 50 overall. I, I, that's just, man. Property tax, look at that. 1.62% on average, it's 2,800 bucks a year in property taxes was ranked third highest in the nation. Um, so remember this, have you heard of the state and local tax deduction, the SALT? That was a big deal with the Trump tax code. Trump says, and rightly so, that we're not going to, the federal government's not going to subsidize high tax states like Connecticut. So here is 10,000 bucks of the max that you can deduct off your AGI for the feds. And the, the issue is if you have high state tax burden, 12.6%, and high local property tax burden of, you know, in this case, you know, rank number three in the nation, you're, you're going to lose a lot of deductions you had before. And you might hate Trump for it, but, you know, at the end of the day, the facts are you should hate your own state for doing that because that's, I mean, that's horrific. I mean, if you're a middle-class taxpayer, that's that's horrific. No other way around that. You're in the top. I mean, you're just, it's just. Uh, 
Sales tax, look at this, 6.35. Now the state can't raise, the local municipality can't raise more than that. Um, so on the average, so they're, so this is what's, so you gotta watch out for these things. So they're saying, oh, your state sales tax is not that high. I mean, it's, it's high, relatively speaking, but because, so in the top 12, that's top 20, we don't wanna be. But all that matters is your combined and average local state taxes, because if the municipality can raise it, who cares what the state sales tax is? We saw one state was Arizona, where it's 2% was the state sales tax, but when you threw the municipalities in, it was much, much higher. So they're ranked in the bottom, you know, bottom third of a high state tax, sales tax. Um, but they're still, look at that, collections per capita. And you gotta be careful in that just because that is the cost of living connect is quite high, um, 11.37. So they rank, you know, the bottom half in terms of the amount of, of taxes they collect per sales tax. My big thing was the tax on the vehicles, the tax on the vehicles, the tax on the property, the annual tax on the vehicles, plus your income tax, plus your estate tax, plus your inheritance taxes. It's just that's that's bad. Now, we're the smart asset that, again, we're only using a Connecticut from an income tax perspective. Um, actually, let me just go back real quick. Yeah, they don't really say much. All right, so here, let me just go here. So from an income tax perspective, we're not getting the overall picture of sales tax, uh, not getting the overall picture of, of, in this case, actually, what do they do for Connecticut for gas tax? I didn't look at that, did I? Um, yeah, a cigarette tax, good night. <laughs> if you smoke in Connecticut, you're just uh, leave or quit. I mean, you're paying, I, I mean, I remember when I was in the army, you get a carton of smoke, like 10 bucks. Well, that was, you know, 30 years ago, but look at that, 435 for a pack. It's just a tax, number one in the nation. 39.3% on the gas, in the top 10 of the nation. Just, man, does anything else, you know, okay. All right, so now let's just go to smartasset.com. Um, we're going to go back to annual uh, Social Security, 25,000, married final jointly. An annual income of uh, twenty five thousand retirement accounts. I know I'll make sure I don't have a pension in here, and I don't. Okay, yes, I do. So let's get rid of that pension. All right. So let's see what we got here. We have fifty thousand Social Security uh, with Social Security plus uh, retirement accounts, and you're only paying sixteen bucks in state income taxes. So twenty five thousand Social Security, twenty five thousand IRA distributions. Let's add twelve thousand to your pension. Let's just see what we come up with. So now we got 62,000 total. Yeah, so, and again, the income tax from the state of Connecticut, if you're on the lower, and I'd say mid-range of uh, of income, uh, you're not gonna get hammered, you're just not. It's really, now you're gonna get hammered on the other stuff, so you just gotta be careful. I'm just curious, what if we did this, 50,000? Instead, we got rid of this pension. Let's see what we got. So now we got 75,000. Oops, ah, that's not what I wanted. Ah, I didn't want that. I always do that. It's really sneaky, says pretty sneaky, says how they got that little button there. You think it's clear to uh, uh, to, to calculate, but that's not what it is. All right. So if you got nine hundred seventy uh, $75,000 of income in Connecticut, of which 50000 is IRA distributions and 25000 Social Security, you're still not going to get hammered. You're paying $970 in income tax, um, 70 divided by 20, 75000 bucks. I mean, it's 1.3%. That's not too shabby. Um, so, you know, what at the end of the day, you can't hammer Connecticut for saying they're hammering, you know, middle class people. They're just not just not. In fact, no state really is on the income side where they're hammering you is on the ancillary, ancillary stuff, cigarettes, gas taxes, property tax. I mean, the property tax, man, 
your vehicle sales tax, your vehicle property tax. I just, I mean, there's a lot not to like about it, but from a pure income, and then a state tax. And I'll do a thing on a state tax um, and one of these other things, because I think that's pretty important to understand. Um, I'm just thinking, what's the, uh, man, I'll get back to you. I'll do another thing on estate tax for Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Maryland. Um, I think Minnesota, there's a couple other states that have a pretty significant state tax as well. Pennsylvania is an inheritance tax. I'll do another one on those things. But for right now, Connecticut is bad. No getting around that. From an income tax is not bad. No getting around that. It was, I just real quick, I'm just, while I'm yapping here, let's do $100,000. So remember, nine hundred seventy on seventy-five thousand bucks. I got one twenty-five. How much are you getting hammered on there? I keep doing that. See, they got you. They keep telling you to click on the button, and you're thinking that's a calculate. That's look at that difference, man. You start getting up in a hundred thousand dollars retirement income, you're gonna pay six thousand bucks on one hundred twenty-five thousand. You're paying five percent taxes there so really once you break the six figures in, in connecticut you're starting to get hammered all right folks hope this helps don't forget to thumbs up thumbs up always help me for sure don't forget to subscribe right there see my big finger don't forget to hit the uh, notification little bell to be notified of future comment uh, com uh, content i'd love to hear your thoughts on connecticut you got any experience you think about going there think about leaving love to hear what your thoughts are on that because from this perspective from pure income perspective, it's not a bad deal until you break the six figures. But from everything else, it's, it's just bad. No getting around that. And I will get more to you on estate tax for these states because I think that gets overlooked a lot. All right. We'll see you next time on Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.